This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. Hello, hope you're okay and thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. It's Wednesday, November the 8th and there's been more disruption on the M25 because of Just Stop Oil protesters. They blocked the motorway at several locations this morning, including at the Dartford Crossing. My name's Charlotte Kieran. I'm a parent, a social worker, a carer for my mother who has Alzheimer's disease and... I'm on a gantry at Junction 31, northbound of the M25, supporting Just Stop Oil's demands for no new oil and gas licences and a fair transition to sustainable energy so that we can all have a future. The Bama says it all, Just Stop Oil. We have a government that is not stepping up to a cost of living crisis, an energy crisis. There's so many things that they could be doing and they're just not. I'm Jane. I'm 56. I'm visually impaired and I'm scared of heights. And I'm here between Junction 10 and 11 of the M25 on a gantry and I'm terrified. So why am I doing this? I'm doing this because I'm more terrified. If we don't stop new oil and gas, we're on the brink, the brink of climate catastrophe, runaway climate change, the collapse of human civilization, and the loss of everything we love. I'm off on a gantry today, not because I want to be, not because I want to cause you pain or harm or anger. I'd much rather be with my friends partying and studying, but I have to be here because the government would have us believe that fossil fuels is the only way to get out of this energy crisis, but it's going to move on the energy crisis. We are in this position today because of climate crisis and because the oil companies want to line their pockets rather than make sure everyone can survive. We will have people dying this summer because of the cost of living crisis and they, they have to choose between feeding their family or heating their home. I used to think when I was a kid, um, if I made posters, I could change the world. Like if I told people the rainforest was getting cut down and Nestle was bad, then people would rise up and stop. Like I didn't, it didn't occur to me that we would know about it and people would do nothing. The government would just stand by and even say that they have to do this. They have to cause oil, but they don't. This is what's killing us right now. And I was so naive when I was younger and I thought that I could save the world with just a couple posters, but that's not possible. As you heard there, the group's calling on the government to stop issuing new gas and oil licences as fossil fuels are contributing to climate change. Well, the Dartford crossing was closed for around 90 minutes, leading to huge delays. Similar action yesterday led to 23 arrests. We're now told eight people have been charged and are due in court. Now, this is all happening as the COP27 climate summit takes place. 
place in Egypt. World leaders are currently there talking about how to tackle climate change. Well, yesterday, the Prime Minister promised to stick to delivering billions of pounds. We remain committed to the 11.6 billion that we announced for international climate finance. And actually, today, you know, we're seeing the benefit that that can bring to countries around the world as we help countries like Kenya, for example, transition to net zero. Rishi Sunak says the plan is to deliver the funding over five years. Kent Online News. Other top stories for you today and an inquest has heard the man suspected of firebombing an asylum centre in Dover died from asphyxiation. 66-year-old Andrew Leake from High Wycombe in Buckinghamshire was found dead in his car near the Border Force facility nine days ago. Homemade devices were thrown at the building and police say it was motivated by a terrorist ideology. A Dover man who stalked his former partner and bombarded her with abusive voicemails has avoided being sent to prison. A court heard John Down reacted badly when the relationship ended in November last year. The 47-year-old from Anzipo Crescent has been ordered to do 200 hours of unpaid work and 40 rehab sessions. A man's been awarded £35,000 in damages after being punched by a security guard outside a pub in Tunbridge Wells. He needed reconstructive surgery after it happened at the Pitcher and Piano in October 2018. Maidstone-based Fetch Security Limited offered an out-of-court settlement. Earlier this year, one of their door staff was found guilty of GBH. Firefighters have been working through the night to tackle a blaze at a derelict railway station in Lyd. Crews were called to Romney Road in the early hours of this morning and say they're making good progress putting out the flames. Earlier advice to keep doors and windows in the area closed because of smoke has now been lifted. The Home Affairs Committee are visiting the Asylum Processing Centre in Manston today. There have been concerns about overcrowding and poor conditions at the site in Thanet. I'm sure you've heard it mentioned several times in the podcast over the past week or so. But the Immigration Minister says numbers have reduced from 4,000 to the recommended 1,600 in the space of a week. Meantime, there's criticism over a Home Office decision to use a former student accommodation block in Broadstairs to house asylum seekers. A number of people moved into the 86-bed facility over the weekend. You may know the area. It's actually not far from the under-fire processing centre at Manston, where conditions have previously been described as inhumane. Now, the owner of a company in Dartford fears they're just one heavy rainfall away from having to close permanently. Production at Dartford Composites had to be temporarily suspended last week when downpours left the factory surrounded by water and some machinery flooded. Now they're based on Ness Road which is near the Darrant Industrial Park and it's feared nearby fly tipping is actually blocking drainage ditches and making the situation a whole lot worse. Well Mark Sylvester is the managing director and he's been speaking to our reporter Sean Delaney. We've had a long-term flooding issue here with the uh, caused by the ditches and the foul drains and the fly, fly tipping. The uh, situation now is we are flooding almost on an annual basis. We can no longer obtain flood cover. We have no insurance cover against it whatsoever for either the building or the business. And we're early in the year for floods. November is very early, it's the start of the flooding season and we almost breached our flood defences fully yesterday. If that happens, it will totally destroy us. Uh, this water level has been like this now for the last 10 days and we can't get rid of it. The council won't do anything to help us. So what actually in the interim, what measures are you actually taking as a business at the moment to try and, to try and solve that? What, what, can you, what can you do at the moment? Uh, my neighbour is running a pump uh, straight over into the River Darrant with the, with the permission of the Environment Agency. 
we're pumping straight down into the fields to the rear of us with the permission of the, uh, the landowner. But the water needs to go beyond that field. It's going into the field. The field's now work, work, worked as a water storage system that's now full. It needs to be pumped further from there over into the, the next lot of fields with the ditch system, which runs it out to the Thames. The culvert under the road, which should take this away, has been collapsed for many years and the council is just denying any involvement in it. And above and beyond obviously first in the interim you mentioned short term actually pumping out the water that's obviously the, you know, the obvious thing that needs to be solved here and then medium term fixing the culvert. What needs to be done do you believe in the long term? Sort of, you know, we're going to obviously see more of this sort of turbulent weather as it goes forward and unfortunately there's going to come more of an occurrence. What needs to be done in the long term to help solve this in your, in your beliefs? The ditches need maintaining. The maintenance is to the uh, responsibility of the landowner. The fly tipping that's carrying on down the Wallhouse Road and uh, longer into Burdett Road at the moment, it's just blocking the ditches. The landowners have no incentive to actually clear it. The local authorities won't do anything, but we need to manage this situation. We're far worse than just in this area of actual fly tipping. The fly tipping here is bad, but it's getting bad everywhere. The local authorities need to really get a control of that. Now, the council that covers that area say they are aware of the flooding and fly tipping and have in fact cleared some of the waste to ease the water flow. They're also looking at how to stop it from happening permanently. This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group with car dealerships in Canterbury and Maidstone. Conditions at a young offender institution in Kent remain poor with broken plumbing, poor ventilation and damaged flooring, according to a new report out today. Inspectors have been back to the site in Rochester after raising concerns last year. They also found staffing levels were a concern which was affecting inmates' rehabilitation. However, they were pleased to see that more prisoners were getting involved in activities and spending eight hours a day out of their cells. A teenager's died after a car came off the Thanet Way and hit a tree. It happened on the coastbound stretch of the A299 between Brenley Corner and Whitstable on Sunday night. An 18-year-old was taken to a London hospital but couldn't be saved. A man's in a critical condition with head injuries after being attacked in Ramsgate. It happened on Friday night after a man got out of a car in King Street following a row. The victim, we're told, is in his 50s and a 26-year-old from Margate is being questioned. Water should be restored to thousands of homes in West Kent today. People living in Goudhurst, Lamberhurst, Matfield, Kildown and Hawkehurst have had low pressure or no supply at all since Sunday morning. It was caused by a power cut at a water treatment work. Now, a sitting-born mum has decided to share her experience of catching COVID while she was pregnant as a warning to others. Claire was 25 weeks into her pregnancy when she was admitted to Medway Maritime Hospital with COVID pneumonia. After 11 days on a ventilator, the 34-year-old made a slow recovery. Thankfully, her baby boy was born happy and healthy. Well, Claire has been speaking to our reporter, Kate Faulkner. It was too late to get the vaccine. I was 25 weeks pregnant and unfortunately I just went downhill. I ended up in A&E twice. My oxygen levels just kept decreasing and eventually I got admitted into Medway Hospital with COVID pneumonia and I just kept going downhill. Unfortunately, because I was pregnant, the my little boy who was in me at the time, he was pushing up on my lungs and 
I couldn't, although he was doing really well, he got called a parasite quite a few times because he was sucking everything he needed from me, which I wanted him to do, but I couldn't sustain my oxygen levels to keep that up. I was messaging my husband and texting him, I don't want to give up, I don't want to let you down, I don't want to die. And I'd been speaking to the doctor about going onto a ventilator and eventually I just had to say, I can't do this anymore, I need help, you've got to put me on that ventilator. If I'd seen a story like this of a real person who'd gone through real events and nearly lost their life, and their child, that would have made me consider getting the vaccine sooner or talking, giving my midwife a call rather than waiting for my appointment and speaking to my midwife sooner and getting that vaccine sooner. So I can only share what I've gone through and what my family have gone through. But I know it's really scary. I've had miscarriages in the past, so I know it's scary to put something into your body you're not sure of. But I can only share what what happened to me and it was really scary and uh, we both nearly died which is uh, the the harsh truth. As you heard there Claire is hoping that her story will prompt other expectant mums to protect themselves against Covid and flu by getting vaccines. Kent Online reports. This is one of our most read stories today. A Canterbury mum is demanding a refund for her daughter's £450 bus pass, claiming she's late to school almost every day. Royal reporter James Pallant has been covering this story. James, thanks ever so much for joining us on the podcast today. Firstly, can you explain where Lindsay Hall's daughter has to travel to and from? So Lindsay Hall and her daughter live in Boughton under Bleen, a town in between Faversham and Canterbury. She goes to school at Canterbury Academy, which is close to the city centre. It would only be about a 10-minute car ride, but unfortunately for Lara, the bus is her only way of getting to school in the mornings. And what issues has she been experiencing? The problem for Lara is that by the time the bus arrives at her stop, it's already packed with other pupils. So most of the time, she says, the bus just drives straight past her. To make matters worse, the next bus that is supposed to arrive half an hour later often runs 30 minutes behind schedule. So Laura has constantly been arriving late to school. Her mother told me that from the beginning of September to the half-term break, Laura was only able to catch the morning school bus six times. And James, for anyone who's not aware of this bus pass, can you tell us who it's for? A bus pass, also known as a KCC Travel Saver, is a card sold by Kent County Council. It allows school children who use public buses to get to and from school to save 50% on their fares. The price of the bus pass went up this year from £380 to £450 and Laura's mum believes that since her daughter has not been able to use the bus pass to get to school at the right time, that she should be entitled to a refund for her pass. And finally, what have Stagecoach said to you? Well, Stagecoach have said that the service they provide between Borton under Blean and Canterbury is sufficient to cater for all the students. They recognise that the 745 bus that Laura takes is a particularly busy one, but they say if she's having trouble getting on that, then she should get up a little earlier and take the 725 instead, which has more space. 
James, thank you ever so much. You can also read this story by heading to the website. The latest cost of living payment will start to drop into some bank accounts in Kent from today. £324 is going to around one in four families to help them cope with rising energy and food bills. If you're eligible, you'll receive it by the 23rd of this month. A group of conservation charities are calling for an immediate review of the Lower Thames Crossing. They've written to the Transport Secretary and claim that building a tunnel linking the A2 near Gravesend with Tilbury and Essex will probably be the most environmentally damaging road scheme in England. Highways bosses insist it'll be the greenest road ever built in the UK, but they're being urged to give the public more details about the impact it'll have on ancient woodland and wildlife. Police are going to be patrolling the M25 in unmarked lorries to crack down on driving offences. It's something they've done in the past, but officers effectively will be able to see into other big vehicles and cars to catch people doing things like using their mobile phone or not wearing a seatbelt. Now, it's known as Operation Orbital and will be in force until next Friday. It's been revealed a solar farm project in Kings Hill is over budget and behind schedule. Kent County Council have already started building the site at Blaze Farm, which is expected to supply 7% of the authority's electrical needs. An extra £878,000 is needed to complete it, bringing the total to more than five million. Kent Online reports. Plans for a regular river bus service from Gravesend have moved a step forward. Uber boat by Thames Clippers have completed their purchase of the town's pier. Sailings into central London started last year, but the company say they now plan to expand and start up more leisure trips too. Elsewhere, work on the £26 million redevelopment of part of Canterbury High Street can finally get underway after plans to remove sewage from the site were approved. The former Nason's department store in the city centre will be transformed into a retail arcade, market hall, offices and flats. The proposals were first revealed back in 2019 but stalled when concerns were raised about pollution in the nearby River Stour. We now know when the Aldi store at Westwood Cross in Broadstairs is going to open. The new branch is taking over the former Sports Direct unit creating 15 jobs Olympic hockey player Grace Ballston from Canterbury will help to officially open it on the 24th of November. Craig David's been telling our sister radio station at KM FM. It's a privilege to still be releasing music after 22 years in the business. He caught up with Rob on Drive Time to talk about the release of his new album, 22. I've got to say, man, I'm I'm so privileged, blessed that the fact that, you know, careers are one thing. When you start off, no one's talking really career. You're just like, I just want to put songs out there and just hit it. But when you say like 22 years and to be in this position with new music and it being received so well, yeah, I'm just very, very grateful, man. Well, uh, I'm loving the new album and it's called 22. For me, when I was listening through it, when it dropped, I was like, there's three styles of Craig on there. I kind of feel like I'm getting my whole throwback Craig style of the days of the Slow Jams albums and Hot Joints. And then I'm getting like the Craig that I expect here today. And then I'm kind of getting like a future Craig in there as well. Is that a thing? Is that a fair description? I love that. I love hot joints. That was nice. That Dude, one. That, do you remember those joints, albums? I, was like, <laughs> I do. Right? I remember that. I just remember the terminology. When you said hot joints, I was like, yo, that's the kind of thing I would put on my mixtapes when I was making them back in the day. Yeah. Um, but there's there's definitely been such a, and it's, it's, a, it's evolved in such a beautiful way. Like R&B is through and through in my heart. So I'll always go there for slow jams. The TS5 DJ sets has really allowed me to play like the house and garage songs and dance music in my sets. And then the future part of me, I guess, is just being really conscious about what I'm actually saying to people, you know, just like, what is it you want to land in this album? Um, So, yeah, you've absolutely nailed it, like three parts of it. 
All right, well, I'm going to put you on the spot then. If if somebody was to stream the album right now, um, what are like the, the the three go-to tracks for you on the album? I've okay, got I've I got think, mine. Go on. Do you want to go first? No, no, no. You, you hit me. You hit okay, me. Okay. Okay. I'll go. I go. Teardrops, which is the opening song on the yeah, album, yeah, yeah. will give you them fill me in vibes. I would then go uh, back to basics with Gracie. Um, on a funky house tip and then I would take it to Obvious featuring Money Long for just classic R&B. Um, I was on the same level as you with Back to Basics with Gracie. I thought it was, that was a banger. I really liked Yes with Carmen Reese. It's like some real just cool sound about that. That's the last track on the deluxe version of the album, isn't it? Oh man, that's gonna that sweetens me. It's gonna sweeten Carmen as well because she's such a talented songwriter and the fact that I could actually have her voice on this album she also sings on a song called gold as well on the album um and she and wrote uh the song best of me which uses the mariah carey heartbreaker interpolation oh nice so, yeah so she's just been weaved her way through the album but the fact you called that song oh she's going to be super hyped if you miss their chat you can hear the whole thing by clicking on the listen again section at kmfm.co.uk and huge congratulations today to paul o'grady who's been made one of kent's deputy lieutenants meaning he'll support the king's official representative Representative in the county. The TV presenter lives in Aldington near Ashford. The role will see him meeting and greeting dignitaries during official visits as well as attending citizenship ceremonies. Kent Online Sports. Football and its Premier League opposition for Gillingham in the Carabao Cup tonight. They're travelling to Brentford for their third round match. Jules boss Neil Harris has admitted they're definitely the underdogs but will do their best. We want to win. Yeah, we want to win. We're picking a team accordingly try and pick a game plan to give us the best opportunity to win a game of football we know they're going to be very good you know, they've built a fantastic squad they've, they've built a fantastic football club the Jules drew one all with AFC filed in the FA Cup at the weekend and we now know they'll play Dagenham and Redbridge in the second round if they win a replay next week elsewhere Ebbsfleet have been drawn at home to League One side Fleetwood Town on to cricket now and bowler Harry Podmore has left Kent a year before the end of his contract the 28 year old had signed a three year deal in September 2020 but has decided to join Glamorgan and finally Kent tennis star Emma Rajikanu has been exchanging messages with England football captain Harry Kane to help her deal with the pressures of being in the spotlight. The British number one from Orpington had to withdraw from this week's Billie Jean King Cup finals, which start today in Glasgow because of an injury. But Great Britain captain Anki Othavong says her one priority must be her health and fitness. She's had a year on tour where she has now a better understanding of what the expectations are and how to manage her time, her body, so she'll have a clearer idea about that going into next year and she's a Grand Slam champion no one's going to take that away from her and she's capable of achieving great things. Well that's all from us for today, thanks ever so much for listening don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter Instagram and TikTok you can also sign up to the briefing to get a daily update of the top stories each morning direct to your email to do that just head to kentonline.co.uk News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast This podcast is sponsored by the FG Barnes Group, with showrooms in Canterbury and Maidstone, offering a range of new and approved used cars, including MG, Seat and Vauxhall.